0: Hi, this is Pastor Frank at Frank's Bible Study. I just want to welcome you to this Bible study. This particular Bible study is about deliverance. Now, when I say deliverance, a lot of people think of probably many different things, but the ones that are in the Christian world, in church, and they know the terminology, deliverance has a connection to deliverance ministry. Now, the deliverance ministry has a lot to do with the expulsion, or one, some people want to call it exorcist, but it's basically casting out demons like Jesus did through his uh, three and a half year ministry uh, to set people free from demonic possession, uh, demonic strongholds, and the world that uh, influences it. So this is there's a lot going on here when we talk about deliverance. And but the thing is, is that I'm always going to bring the New Testament. And I'm always going to bring the Old Testament roots or the Hebrew Bible roots. It's important to know that specifically if you are in the deliverance ministry, that you should know the history of why this is even relevant um, for our time here in in the church and Christianity. Um, We know the New Testament uh, definitions of what it is. And there have been many books written on it. And there's ministries that specifically do um, only Deliverance, but Deliverance Ministry is just a part of the larger church um, as a body of Christ. Uh, that we see more separate uh, ministries uh, about each different category of the fivefold ministry. So this is something that um, I am really trying hard to get people to understand that these fivefold ministry belong together, not separate ministries, but they belong in. Um, all churches should have the fivefold ministry. It, the church becomes more effective this way. And so, my, this podcast video is going to be mostly about the explanation of what deliverance is. And now we have to come from scriptures. The way I teach the Bible, I don't come from uh, inference. I basically teach exactly what the scriptures say. Now, I'm going to be going through scripture and I'm going to show you. Um, what the New Testament says, and then we're going to possibly, more than likely, we'll do a part two uh, to be able to explain this in its entirety. Now, it is very important. I'm I'm on a roll right now, and I'm teaching a series of different uh, aspects of the ministry and the offices and all the things that, you know, that I grew up to believe uh, in without question. And so I think now I'm prepared and ready to tackle some of the things that I believe without question. Now I'm starting to question them. And I'm trying to find them. And I know that the answers are in the Bible. It's just being able to find them and to teach them. And this is is not in any way to denounce them. It is in every way to pronounce them. And so this is very important for not only Um, the listeners and the people who want to know and who've always asked the questions about what they see in church and what they witness in the world and how the world and reality compares to what they've been told and what they see. So this is what God has given me and the ministry and teaching that God has given me. And so just um, be patient and listen to the scriptures as I put it on the screen. We will go through it, and I want to be able to establish certain foundational truths to be able to teach this particular lesson. Now if you turn your Bibles to Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, there is a foundational, uh, sc- this is a foundational scripture. And so this foundational scripture here is to be able to give us the links in order to be able to search for the, through the scriptures to be able to understand more because i really truly believe that the new testament is an end result of uh, christianity and the teachings of christ because now you're talking in the new testament specifically after the four gospels is the church manifested after messiah what i mean is is that messiah has been manifested in jesus christ the savior of the world and now that the fulfillment of the old hebrew bible or old testament scriptures has been um the 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 flower has blossomed now the world is now looking at this in a completely brand new image um of what the church and what all the the prophecies meant and the and the types and shadows and symbols of the things that were fulfilled in Jesus christ uh his death burial and resurrection uh and we see the the beginning and the baby steps the the infantile stages. Of the church, and so we see these things start to develop. But the ideas that we that are developed in the New Testament and the the ministries and the and the positions, and the things that go on, they all have Old Testament roots to it. So here it says, and we'll read Scripture: Whose minds, the gods of this age, has blinded? Who do not believe, lest. The light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Now here, I want to be able to point out whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Now, I am not the type of person that likes to go on and on and on about um, dark things, about uh, satanic things. um, But there are things that people shy away from on purpose because they don't want to know about those things because they think that they shouldn't study that. But yet there is a large part of Jesus's ministry where he talked about hell. He talked about eternal suffering, outer darkness. He talked about um, different things that had to do with the the dark world, the the demonic world, um, principalities. He talked about all those things, but yet for whatever reason, people don't like to... um, Study those types of things because it's it scares them, I guess. And but then you have people who go over the top, and that's all they study. So I'm not I'm not either one. I want to be able to teach the the Word of God exactly what it says. So let's take the God of this age, and let's look up a few scriptures here. Now I already have one, and this was uh, the reference scripture here, John, and then the Ephesians. So let's go to that, and this says. Um uh, John twelve thirty one says Now in now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. So there's a lot of reference scriptures um, when it comes to this. Here's uh Ephesians six twelve, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers, the darkness of the age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places okay let's go back the next one is john twelve forty right here it says he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts lest they should see with their eyes lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that i should heal them now here it says he has blinded their eyes you see so they're they're there's a lot of implications here and if you just read it you you don't really ask the question how do how are we blinded how does he blind people and how does um he harden their heart and so so you, these are questions that we kind of will ask but not really answer but we won't study it but we just read it for face value and there's a lot connected to these things that we talk about all the time but we never really try to understand what it means why well, we'll get into it as we move forward. Now, the cross-reference scripture we have here, it says, Matthew 12, uh, 29, Luke 10, 18, Acts 8, uh, 26, 18, and then 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds? See that, and if you know what that what that's about. That's about when Jesus was talking about the, about the spirit world, the demonic spirit world. Here in Luke 10, 18, and he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So now we're identifying exactly who we're talking about here, Satan. Now I also want to mention that all the words we have for the devil, they're all allegorical. So you have Satan, you have Lucifer, you have the the great dragon, you have uh, so many different names for him. But the thing is, they're all descriptions. And so, this is something that is extremely interesting that that when we say uh, Satan or the devil, you're talking about someone who slanders, someone who lies. They're all descriptions of what's like verbs, uh, what what they do. It's described by what they do. Now, the Bible reads like that, okay? So, when we say the devil, that's not his name. That's a description. When we say Satan or satanic or Lucifer or Luciferian, it's a description of what he does. Okay, so I want to get that straight. Second Corinthians four four is what we're reading, and then so that's the, the reference scripture. So reference Bibles are very uh, very good when you're studying scripture like this. It's very important that you get one and you use it. Ephesians six twelve for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities. Romans eight thirty eight it says for I am for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers let's let's read that let's read it in context full chapter okay it says. Yet all the things that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So here again, we're talking about um, principalities, And powers, and there's a reference scripture here. So let's see what that says. First Corinthians, uh, Ephesians one two, Peter, first Peter three twenty two. First Corinthians. uh, Then comes the end. Then comes the end. When he delivers the kingdom of God to the Father, he puts an end to all. Uh, Far above Ephesians one twenty one. Far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion. And every name that is named, not First Peter three twenty two, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, angels, authorities, and powers. So, what is it? What are we getting out of this? We're getting out of this that we have this this world that is unseen. And and so, I just recently um, read an article the other day that. Since God is, is not physical, God the Father, and he is spirit, okay, and is in heaven, we have to believe, and, it, it, and this is where our faith comes in, that God, if he is in heaven, then that means there is another, there is something after death. That is just logically sound. It makes all the sense in the world. So what that means is, is if there is, if, if, not if, if since God is in heaven, that also means that we also have, in what Jesus is describing, it was what the, the epistles are describing, what Paul wrote under the influence of the Holy Spirit, what he wrote is about principalities against powers and rulers of darkness of this age. Now, the God of this world, now, did it all begin here? No. We know that this didn't begin here, and we know that that demonic forces and the, the powers and the rulers of darkness of this age, we know all that didn't start in the New Testament, okay? And if you believe it did, then you need to do some more Bible study and, and sharpen your theology. Now, there's more reference scriptures here, but I think I did, I think, a good enough job to be able to prove to you that scripture is inviting us to study more scripture about these subjects, because it's almost like when you talk to somebody and they say something and you they pass it right up and you're like whoa whoa hold on let's say that again and they're like well what do you mean by that you see when people just talk they they expect you to understand you need to stop you need to research and you need to do your own research not listen to anybody else talk and you need to look up scripture and say you know that's you're they're right that's exactly what it means or that's what it exactly it says so I want you to do that as if if you are listening to this Bible study and you're trying to be a student of the Word of God, I am urging you to read your Word. I'm urging you to get a Bible dictionary. I'm urging you to read different um, translations of the Bible. You'll get a lot out of the study and on just one scripture, one subject. So here um, uh, in Ephesians, um, in in. Ephesians 6.12, John 12.31, and also 2 Corinthians 4.4, we have this idea of the God of this age, uh, principalities, high places, okay, and um, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So now that we've laid that foundation, I want you to now to think where have we heard this in the Old Testament so as we read here in Genesis uh, chapter 3 let's go down to when all this went down here we have the in verse 13 it says and the Lord God said to the woman what is this you have done the woman said the serpent deceived me and I ate So here we have the word deceive. So the Lord God said said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed. Uh, On the belly you shall go eat dust. Um, This is the interesting thing right here. And it says, eat dust. Eating dust in this sense here, um, man is made of what? Earth. And so I think that there's a connection there, not the fact the fact that the enemy will like literally eat you the snake will literally eat you but there is a connection um, what that means because snakes don't eat dust okay they don't eat dirt We you know that they eat, they eat rodents and such so this has a connection there and a lot of people don't understand what that, what that means you go for a reference scripture and see what this says Deuteronomy but it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe the wolf and the lamb shall feed together. So it's talking about a new heavens and new earth. So I said, in all the days of your life, you will put enmity. So enmity enmity means like, it's almost like, um, let's look it up. I, I need you to be able to be researchers. I'm trying to teach you to be a researcher. Enmity. It means the state of feeling or being Actively opposed or hostile to someone or something—that's what that means. Okay, um, between uh, you and the woman, and between you and your seed. Okay, and you shall bruise his head, uh, your head, and and you shall bruise his heel. So, um, this is where all this is going on. This is the transfer of power. It's because it was given from one to another by submission and by lies, uh, by manipulation and um, by pride and such. There's a lot of things going on here that we don't think about, but that's what's going on. Verse 16, to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrows and conception, uh, pain, bringing forth children. You shall desire for your husband. He shall rule over you. And, And then to Adam, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, you have eaten from the tree, which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. So in other words, you have to be able to deal with the, um, the way the ground is cursed because of what you did. Now you have to eat uh, from what you grow and what you do. And since the land is cursed, it's not really going to grow anything that you do. It's not going to be blessed and abundant. And so you have to be able to find a place or find a way to do this. But whatever is there, you can eat, which is the herbs of the field. And it says, by the sweat of your face you shall eat breads. In other words, you will till the ground. And then it says, uh, for out of uh, it you, till till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to the dust you shall return. And this is exactly what I'm saying here when it talks about you shall eat dust when it came to the serpent. Um, This is why I believe that this has uh, some relevance to it when he says that. Okay, so. Now, all of this, okay, now, if you if you, if you you look down here, it says, And the Lord God said, Behold, man has become like one of us, to know good and evil, and now let's he be put his hand, and to take also the tree of life, and eat uh, and live forever, therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden. So God expelled Adam and Eve uh, to till the ground from which he was taken, and he drove them out, the man, and he placed the cherubim at the east of God with the flaming sword, each turn to w- every way to guard the way of the tree of life. So, um, that wasn't. Uh, think about it. If you God's gonna post a cherubim with a flaming sword, and he's like, "Okay, time to get out." Um, that's not a very. I mean, think about how that would look, how that looks, how that sounds. You're being escorted out by a, a, a angel, a cherub. With a flaming sword, out you go. So you're. What I'm saying is, is that this wasn't something that was um, good. It was bad. It was sinful. Um, it needed to be treated this way. God doesn't play around. So the expulsion of Adam and Eve uh, from the Garden of Eden, and then sending them out into the rest of the world. The ground was cursed. They were sinful. They had to wear clothes. They were naked. And what the knowledge that they gained from good and evil, it really didn't do them any good. It made it worse. It made their life very, very hard. And you can continue reading, and the first murder happens between their children, comes out of their home, and you can see how sin, in its infantile stages, sin starts to develop into uh, before the uh, ark that Noah builds, it, The the earth turns into a uh, an earth that is evil continually it is perpetually evil and it gets more evil people start to think of things and invent things to be evil and do whatever they want and it's from A to Z there's no boundaries inventors of evil so we can see now if you're looking for a specific scripture that says and now from this day forward the this world belonged to the God of this world. No, what I'm just proving to you is that by them being disobedient is when sin came into the world. Because prior to this, the things that happen if you read after this uh, chapter and what happens and then how the world just goes deeper and deeper and deeper into sin, the things that people do to each other, how they live their life, the ethics and morals and 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 the, you know the the values that they hold as you read through scripture until the time of the flood, you're going to see that this world is no longer worth um, living in or the people on it are no shouldn't deserve to continue just to get worse. Uh, I believe that if God did not flood the earth, that the end would come a lot sooner. Okay, and as we know that the end, no one knows. But it would be sooner because of how how everything was spiraling down into a black hole, you know. So this is how we know. This is how you can tell. Okay. And so, and then we, of course, uh, there is scriptures in the New Testament. It talks about how one man, when referring to Jesus Christ in comparison to Adam, how one man that sin entered into the world. So let's look up that scripture. Okay, here in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, it says, let's read it in context. It says, and not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Therefore, just as though through one man sin entered into the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Okay, so I've just pointed out to you that we will learn about what exactly those scriptures mean, even though, like I said in, in the book of Genesis, it doesn't say, from this day forward, there was sin in the world. No, it doesn't say that, but it says it here. But see, Jews already understood that. Okay, so we're Gentiles and we need to be, we need to have that explained to us. Um, drawing conclusions sometimes are faulty when you don't have the full scope of Scripture, which happens a lot, in which I spend a lot of time correcting. Okay, so the point I'm making here is that, let's go back to the Second uh, Corinthians 4.4 4, when it says, Whose minds are the God of this age? Now we know that since sin entered into the world, okay, and that the first sinner is Lucifer, the devil, the serpent, who, who, whatever you know, the names are, however, you want to describe them, how it means it to you, any of those names will do. And so what it's saying is, is that the God of this age or the God of this world was given over to him, they gave it to him, and so now, since sin because sin did not was not present in this world until Adam and Eve sinned, okay, so this world was perfect, God said it was good, and everything God does is good, and anything that is from heaven is good okay so there there's no argument there there shouldn't be. And so when you say now that we've established the foundation that this world is the world of the satanic. Okay, so now you would say, okay, what is that supposed to mean? What it means is is that that the manifestation of evil is not by Satan himself. He does he is not manifested. And we see him running around, um, with his red suit, horns, and tail—that that's not what that means. Okay, because he's a spirit, and he, all his demons, his imps, and all of his little you know followers, and and it's a military. Um, but that's what a principality is—it's a military. It starts with the head, and then you got the generals, and then you got the colonels, and then you have you know all these men and I'm not sorry men uh, referring to like a military in the military you have all these uh levels of authority and it goes right down to the corporal to the to the private you know and 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 you have these you know ones that are you know the special special ops and black ops and, and you have the green berets and all that kind of stuff you have all that stuff is all is all there it's because they specialize in certain things the jezebel spirit is a specialized infiltration spirit it is it is a spirit that that infiltrates the church is a very very destructive problem causing spirit it doesn't come to destroy completely it comes to infiltrate destroy what's there and then keep it destroyed and not allow it to grow, the church to grow, is a very destructive spirit. There's all different kinds of uh, uh, things that happen in the church, and which some t- to some degree doesn't have a name, but spiritual strongholds is named. And what I, I need to do is establish what this means, because when people start talking about this, they automatically get afraid, because they don't understand. There's no need, need to be afraid, because I'm trying to explain to you w- why... Deliverance is necessary. Now, there's a history of deliverance, which I'm trying to do. Redemptive history. Deliverance history. This is very important to understand, because it has a lot to do with our faith. Now, living the life of a Christian, living a Christ-like life, is what we're going to do anyway. There's no reason why we should be ignorant of the things that ail us in our Christian walk. Now, depending on your walk and how you're being pastored and how you're being taught will leave you out of the loop for a lot of different things, specifically to do good and to do uh, things that are conducive to the glory of God and that's conducive to the um, bringing the souls into the Ark of Safety. You'll just be pretty much a Christian that's only securing your own soul in your own faith. And, and that's kind of like how a lot of Christians are taught these days. Um, I don't mean that as a criticism. I just mean that as a truth. So now that we've established that this world is Uh, the world that is influenced by the devil i'm I'm just going to use that the influenced by the devil that means that that we as people just as in the old testament and i want to show you where it says this so that you don't think i'm just making this up we're gonna i want to show you in genesis chapter six then the lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So I I said all that because I think it's important that we understand that this is the reason. So now that we've established uh, the reason why God uh, had flooded the earth is because of sinful and evilness, this is something that we need to understand. And the world just got worse from this point forward. Uh, if you read even, and not necessarily just in world history, here in the Bible, if you read the Torah all the way through, you could see that that it just got so bad that it, even at the Tower of Babel, let's go there. So the Tower of Babel we find here in, I believe, 11 Genesis 11 It says here, But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower of the sons of men who built it, and he says, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. And this is what they began to do now, nothing that they said, nothing that they purpose to do, will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language, and they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from over the face of all the earth and they ca- and they ceased from building the city uh, therefore they named it ba- they called it babel because there the lord confused the languages of all the earth and from the lord scattered them abroad over all the face of the earth so because god had told them to multiply and fill the earth and they got rebellious under nimrod and they localized in one area to build a tower in Uh, unity uh, against God. So God changed their language, which was masterful. He didn't have to flood the earth like uh, with Noah because he sent the rainbow in the sky, which belongs to that, nothing else, Uh, is meant for the promise of God not to destroy the earth by water. But God did not kill anybody here, okay? What he did was change the language, which was masterful, which separated us for over 6,000 years up until now that we're now becoming one again, which is kind of scary, but that's another uh, part of the Bible. And so what I'm proving to you here again is that the the reason why God did what he did is because this world belonged to the devil. So it continually grew and grew and grew, and it just kept growing. So as a people, human beings are rebellious against God and want to do things on our own. Exactly what uh, the devil tempted Uh, Adam and Eve in the garden, the serpent, and they followed the exact same lie. So we are susceptible to the lie that we could be more than who we think we are. We're susceptible to the lie that we could do it on our own. We're susceptible to the lie that we can um, increase our pride and we don't need anybody. We don't need God. We don't need his parameters. We don't need his laws. We don't need his morals, ethics, and values. We can do it on our own. The basic tenant here is humanism okay, that is the second oldest religion on this planet. First is the belief in God. When Adam and Eve followed God, they loved God. God loved them. That was, that was the Thals, the theology. There was only one God. Uh, and now it's the basic tenet of what the world religions are made up of now are basically humanism. So, The man is the measure of all things. That's the biggest lie that's out there. It is a gigantic lie, but it's it's basically a religion because now you have to look to yourselves for everything. So you make yourself a god. It's exactly the lie that we read in Genesis chapter three. So I made this foundation, this this podcast video, a foundational truth first because the rest of it was going to follow when it comes to deliverance. Okay, now the evil that's in the world, the evil that that continued to grow into the world, you you will see that throughout the Bible, like I said, you don't even have to read world history. You could read the Bible and you could see how the sin of man has overtaken even the people in Israel and the things that they were doing. Even after they were led into the promised land, the things that they were doing was like wow i mean how could why why were there prohibitions uh against certain things if they were not doing those things and this doesn't have anything to do with the the uh, ethnicity of the people It has everything to do with the sinful nature of man and so the bottom line is is sin and so the deliverance from sin okay is something that god has been trying to do since the beginning here i've just proven to you but we started in the new testament because it gives us references that gives us a lot more questions than answers. I'm telling you that this, what I'm doing is in a nutshell from the Old Testament, but I'm giving you the foundations of why we have an end result of deliverance ministries or deliverance in general. Okay, I'm going to continue in part two because there's just still a lot more to go, but I need you to know and to understand and to do this the, the searches in scripture There's a lot more um, reference scriptures than what I gave. This this study is a lot deeper. I'm doing this because of the need and the understanding of why we have what we have today, why it's important, why it needs to be part of a, a unity of the fivefold ministries in all churches. This is Pastor Frank at Frank's Bible Study. Amen.